If you're a runner who's felt held back from the joys of running due to an injury, surgery, or diagnosis, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Legacy Running, where we'll be sharing return to run info, insight, and inspirational stories to show you how to win back your happy place and build your legacy. Thanks for joining. Now on to the show. and welcome back to the Legacy Running Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah, and today I am so freaking excited for this information to be disseminated. We are going to be talking about why you might have increased pain over the holidays and what to actually do about it in terms of hip, low back, knee, whatever pain. So I've been working in the rehab space, gosh, probably for the last eight years or so in the space of talking to people, help them feel better, coaching, whatever it is. I have been working hands-on with people just like you for the last eight years and have disseminated this information over and over and over again, one-to-one. And now I just want to like release it to the world so you guys have a very successful holiday season and can be prepared for what is to come. So I think starting off today by talking about why and how our body generates pain and then how we can actually be prepared and interact with that would really set y'all up for success going into this holiday season. So let's just get right into it. There are three main categories in which our bodies generate pain. You could think about them like three different buckets and you can have like some of your water or pain generating in one bucket, some in another, and then none in the next. And then the next day it can shift. You can have more in one, less in the other. You get it. It's not like mutually exclusive. It's not all or nothing. But knowing what each one is and how we can intercede upon them is so powerful and so helpful when we're going into stressful seasons like the holidays. I will say in my experience, the holidays and summer vacations are the worst times for people to have spikes in their pain, especially if it's kind of chronic-y um, or they just have these like different bouts of pain uh, throughout the year in, in the same uh, body region. So The first bucket that I'm going to uncover today is mechanical, mechanical pain generating system. So mechanical sounds just like what it is. There is like an increased stress placed on the body that the body can't necessarily mechanically handle and it actually causes pain signals to fire because it's like, oh my gosh, SOS, we cannot maintain this load. So my favorite way to talk about this is like a door hinge. Imagine that your your door just swings around that hinge nice and easily, but if it's rusty, if it's like crackly, maybe there's like increased just like gunk uh, in there, it is not going to swing as easily. Or think about if part of that door hinge is broken. So maybe only the bottom, you know, piece of that door hinge is attached. Imagine now that door is swinging around a non- perfect or a uh, not very resilient access and imagine like there's going to be increased tension on that upper area and there's going to be increased compression on that lower door hinge area and that can cause increased pain. So in the context of the holidays, of traveling, of you know just being with people, we actually have an increased mechanical uh, stress put on our body more likely than not. Some circumstances or examples that I see with people are if they are hosting. So let's say they're hosting Thanksgiving. 
they set aside the whole Saturday to clean their house. They're like, I'm going to clean. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to donate all this stuff. I'm going to work for seven hours. Tell me the last time that you went to the gym and worked out for seven hours. You would have the expectation of being sore if you worked out for that long. It's the same thing with cleaning. Honestly, you're bending over. You're like picking stuff up. You're doing a ton of repetitive motions. It is a really big mechanical stress to the body, but it's just a different mindset. We don't think about it as like physical activity or physical exercise. Other examples are, you know, traveling. If we are traveling and even just preparing to travel, you have to like make sure that all of your stuff's ready. Make sure that if you have kids, make sure your kids' stuff's ready. You have to like carry everyone's luggage, carry humans at some point if they're like crying or whatever. Uh, throw your stuff into the overhead bin. Uh, throw your stuff into the trunk. You have to sit for long periods of time. Uh, you're just, your schedule is totally off and you're putting new uh, demands on the body that can stress it mechanically. So mechanical pain generation is number one. Number two is chemical pain generation. Now, I will say chemical pain generation is not as common during the holidays um, or summer vacation. It is one source of pain generation, but it is probably the least common that I see. And chemical is is like, think of like an acute injury. So think of when you sprain your ankle, um, you know, you're, you're at the turkey bowl or you're at turkey trot and you sprained your ankle because you tripped over a curb or you tripped over a rock or something. Um, Chemical is what's going to happen when your ankle starts to increase in swelling. So there's increased swelling and it's actually working to bring increased soldiers to the fight to help repair and remodel and restore the tendon that has been irritated. Um, likely that chemical irritation is going to go down after a certain period of time relatively quickly unless there's something like larger systemic going on, but it's kind of going to be in and out um, and it's painful. Like it's painful to walk on a sprained ankle. Um, similarly, another example of chemical pain might be like a disc herniation. There's a ton of increased things that come in and work to restore a disc that has been irritated. You can also have like, you know, if you have like a really aggressive uh, force into your hip, you can sprain the, the joint cartilage, you can sprain the capsule, um, but it's going to be painful for a certain amount of time and then it's likely going to come down. So unless you're going through like a relative trauma uh, to an area of your body, you likely aren't going to experience a ton of chemical pain over the holidays, uh, but you totally could. And the last bucket that I want to talk about is psychosocial. So this one is huge over the holidays because we have a lot of increased stress put on us. Maybe we're hosting and we're like stressed about getting everything together. Uh, maybe we have to go see family and that is like relatively stressful for us. Um, I know a big one for some of my um, just friends in, in years past was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, you know, in my late twenties and I'm single and I have to go talk to my family members and they're just going to ask me and ask me and ask me about who am I dating? Who am I dating? And that was stressful for them to have to go into that arena, so to say, and just answer all these questions that they don't have the answer to and also don't want to answer. But how that one likely works is our body really has, our nervous system really has 
like two um, extreme states. We have like our sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, and then we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. Likely we're trying to operate like kind of, you know, more on that parasympathetic side unless we actually need to go sympathetic and kick into overdrive. So when a lion is chasing us. Um, and then we also have like a relative just energy demand that is needed every single day. We need like a certain amount of energy that is needed to restore, remodel, and maintain our body. So we have those three kind of things at play that I just spoke about. If we are having increased stress into our body, it is going to kind of take away from some of those reserves that we need to just like freaking live. So now instead of being at this like peaceful parasympathetic state, our body starts to go a little bit higher into that like sympathetic drive. And then when we go into that sympathetic drive, imagine how you are when you're like tired, irritated, and stressed. You're just a little bit more on edge when someone says something annoying to you. You're like, why'd you say that? As opposed to when you're nice, rested, and restored, you're like, it's fine. It's whatever. It's the same thing with your pain signals. When you're kind of operating at these more stressful levels, you're going to have a quicker response to maybe having increased hip or low back pain when you have these higher levels of stress. So that is largely psychosocial. Um, also, there's another layer to this. If you are someone who has been dealing with hip, low back, whatever pain for a long period of time, you have likely made the, this like really easy highway. So we have this awesome thing that happens in our brain called neuroplasticity. And if you think about something all the time, you just like create these divots in your brain to just like go from here to there. So to go from, uh, you know, being rested to just like being in pain, uh, you know, in your hip or in your low back. Um, and there's just like a quicker pathway to get there. So if you are someone who is more stressed during the holidays, um, and then, you know, you have to do something mechanically a little bit sore, and then, uh, you know, someone says something to you, your brain's first pathway might be to just go right into having hip or low back pain. So, we, what our brain is doing, what our stress levels are doing, how we think and believe about our pain is a big reason why we can have increased pain during the holidays. Um, but as I went through those things, mechanical, chemical, and psychosocial, you can kind of see that like it's not mutually exclusive. Like you can have a really large mechanical day where you had to sit a ton and then someone said something super annoying to you and you're really tired. So then it kind of just set you off um, into, into this like, you know, increased pain irritation. Um, so those are the three buckets. Now let's talk about the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about how to overcome what might be increasing your pain. So number one, let's start with chemicals. So I really just don't believe or wish for any of you to have chemical pain over the holiday. Like maybe you might sprain your ankle, you might hurt your back. Um, you might, you know, just twist wrong and do something weird or sleep on a bed that's super uncomfortable. Um, I really hope that this happens to none of you, but likely, um, you know, if this does happen, just move in pain-free ranges, try to stay moving as much as possible. It's better to like do small movements than like really go into a protective, protective state. Um, but there are, you know, circumstances in which that might be helpful unless like you like break a bone or, um, you know, you do have a disc herniation. I would really seek medical help if you are falling into chemical pain. So let's get into um, 
mechanical and psychosocial because those are the two that I really believe that are going to be uh, happening on this holiday season. So mechanical pain. We have been sitting for so long. We have been, uh, you know, lifting suitcases. We've been doing all of these things. These are my top tips to overcome mechanical pain. So if you're a person that you know that you have increased hip or low back pain after sitting for super long periods of time, but you have to travel um, and sit for long periods of time, my number one hack is to plan a time in which you can walk when you get to your destination. So, you know, maybe you just say, like, I know, like, with my husband and I, when we travel for a really long period of time, I say, I literally just need, as soon as we get anywhere, just to go for a walk. Like, it just makes me feel like I get the plane gunk out, I can, like, move my body, I feel so much better, but put that in your game plan. If you have kids, you know, maybe say, hey, can we, like, as soon as we get there, can I go for a walk, you watch the kids, and then, you know, we can swap, and then you could do it. Or, you know, allow your family members to, to to look after them whatever that looks like or same thing go for a run like get out and just have that time to yourself um another one is if you're like know that you're going to be sitting for long periods of time um on maybe thanksgiving dinner or christmas dinner instead of you know sitting all day and like just kind of hanging out eating dinner and then sitting and like watching a movie at night and you say hey let's get up and like let's go for a walk as a family let's play games let's play something like a little bit more active like charades or um throw throw burrito if you guys know what that game is it's super fun highly recommend um but just getting creative in ways that you can be a little bit more active to get your body and the food moving um throughout the day on the opposite hand, if you know that you're someone that is hosting and you're going to be up all day, you're cleaning your house, you're cooking, you're doing all of those things, instead of just trying to plow through it in one day, my best advice and my biggest advice that I give my clients and the people that I work with is to just separate it out as best as you can. Say, okay, I'm going to you know, cook and clean for two hours and then I'm going to take like a mandatory 15 minute like rest. I'm going to like prod my feet up. I'm like move my back a little bit. I'm going to move my hips a little bit and I'm just going to rest and like hang out and then get back to it. Um, other strategies that I love to employ are asking for help. You know, like you're going to have so many guests over likely and they're going to say, hey, can I help you load the dishwasher? Can I help you unload the dishwasher? Can I do whatever? Like even or even if your mess has to sit there for a little bit longer, like I get it. I love being clean. I'm like not a perfectionist, but I just really like spaces being like tidy and feeling good. And there's no one that does it as well as me. Um, but kind of like relinquishing that control can be super, super helpful um, over the holidays. And there are people there that want to help you. So accept it. It's a gift to be able to help other people. Um, my next one is be dramatic when lifting your kids or luggage. So I always say this to my clients when they have, you know, experienced hip or low back pain, like squat down, squat down there, get in this dramatic stance, um, and then like lift your luggage or like when you're lifting things, like keep it really close to you. Um, if you're cooking for long periods of time, like even like get in an athletic stance and, you know, get in a split stance, put one foot in front of the other, alternate and put the other foot in front of the other. Make sure that you're stacking your shoulders over your hips, over your feet when you're like standing and trying to, you know, work and, and do things for a long period of time. Just be dramatic and almost think about it 
like you're going to the gym and you're working on your form as you are cleaning or, you know, cooking for the holiday season. Um, and then lastly, if you're traveling and need to sleep in a bed that's super uncomfortable, use pillows to support your body. Um, I love, even if you're not like a normal, you know, ton of pillow sleeper, like putting pillow, a pillow in between your legs or putting a pillow like underneath your kind of waist area that goes perpendicular to your body is a great hack to add some increased support if you're sleeping in like grandma's old bed um, that is super soft and makes you be uncomfortable. Um, so I hope those some of those helped just clarify some mechanical things. Um, let's move on to psychosocial. Now, this one's tough, but I would say the number one hack that I have for overcoming stress of the holidays um, and just trying to, you know, set yourself up for success is just understanding that it is a stressor. Understanding that I would say 99.9% .9 of the people that I work with that travel um, for the holidays or travel for vacation have some sort of flare up. It is Travel is a relative stress to our body and I think just understanding that sets you up for success to be like, okay, I got this. Um, from there, having some sort of rescue plan. Like if you know that your back hurts, but it loves cat-cow, or you know that your hip hurts and it loves, uh, you know, doing glute bridges or whatever it might be, like once you get to your destination and or once you start to feel an increase of, of soreness or pain, pulling out that rescue plan and just knowing that you have control over some of your pain and irritation is like a huge win in the psychosocial atmosphere. It really works to like decrease some of that highway that you've created in your brain from like trigger to pain. And it allows you to say, oh, like I actually can feel better. So I don't need to, my body doesn't need to like somewhat overreact and just, just trigger pain right away. Right. Right. Um, and that's um, another really, really simple really way to kind of tap into that rest, digest, parasympathetic, peaceful nervous system is to practice deep or diaphragmatic breathing. So you can literally just go on YouTube, go, Carolyn McManus has an awesome, if you just Google that, Carolyn, Carolyn McManus has an awesome um, diaphragmatic breathing uh, playlist. And it's just like a really soothing track that you can just practice doing deep breathing. It will stimulate the diaphragm, which works on that rest and digest system um, and can have a huge decrease in your soreness um, just by interacting with that system. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is just set boundaries to like the best of your ability. You know, if you know that going to this person's house is really stressful for you, like maybe you say, yeah, I'll go and I'll hang out and, um, you know, but I'm going to leave at a certain point in time or, um, you know, bring, bring games or bring something that you're like, okay, when conversation turns to like stress and fighting, like just say, hey, like, let's actually just like hang out and enjoy each other's company as opposed to just like getting into, into these wild things. Um, and then also just set boundaries with like how much you, you want to expect of yourself. Like if you are the host, like, to, like delegate, ask for people for help, um, and just do the best that you can to take care of yourself in, in the holiday season. So to wrap up, 
I always say like just hope for the best but also just like know that it is a stressful time and you're not alone in having increased soreness um, during this time have a plan so I post a ton on my Instagram about rescue plans um, I have lots of like really really easy moves um, that you can do I even have my six ways to ease hip pain I'll link that in the show notes um, it's just a really simple guide on how to decrease um, soreness without these wild crazy things um, and then last just like have grace with yourself the holidays is a time to just catch up with family catch up with friends catch up with rest and it's never gonna look perfect so having grace and just recognizing that this isn't your forever uh, but this is just maybe a day or a season of life um, is is just really really helpful for us so I hope that's helpful I'll link a ton of links and um, resources in the show notes if you guys have any questions you can also contact me I have my phone number and my email and Instagram all linked in the show notes I love answering questions it is truly my joy so let me know what you need and I hope you guys have an awesome holiday season Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Legacy Running. If you haven't already, please share this out so more people can build their legacy. If you would like to work with me, Dr. Sarah, check out strategywithsarah.com and get access to schedule a time to chat about returning to run, pain, injury, or fear-free. There's more info on how to connect in the show notes as well. I look forward to talking with you soon. And remember, how you show up matters.